Good evening, and welcome back to the Across the Tracks podcast. It's been a few minutes since we've been, been on the air, but we're back now, and I am Steve. And I am Wayne, and yes, it has been a minute or two since we last graced these airwaves, so a lot of things going on, life, uh, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, I guess, <laughs> you know, <laughs> And uh, but we're back tonight for uh, another episode and looking forward to it, my friend. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. A lot of things have transgressed uh, since we've been on the air, This, which has been, I think, probably the longest that we've been off air since we started doing this, uh, probably three years ago, over three years yep. ago. Yep, yep. And so it's been it's been about a month since we've been on the air. Uh, you know, life, life, as you mentioned, life is... Uh, throws curveballs in there and we're at the home plate still knocking them out of the park. Yep. Yep. Yes, sir. Yeah, it, that is true. Yes, sir. Uh, yeah, we got some interesting topics tonight. Uh, we're going to share some things that are home based. We're going to share some things that are national. We're going to share some sports things, uh, some incidents that's happened, uh, uh, in the past few weeks. And we want to discuss, uh, world events as well. So with that, um, uh, let's kick it off with uh, a history being made, and I'll let you start this off because we got a brand new uh, United States Supreme Court designee that has just been confirmed uh, within the last uh, few days, and that is um, uh, Judge Jackson, Associate Justice Jackson. What are your thoughts on it, man? Hey, historic, uh, for sure. Um, what is it? Two hundred and what? Two hundred and thirty-three years of the court, and uh, never been a black woman on the Supreme Court. So this is huge, uh, not just for the country, but uh, it gives uh, you know young girls the chance to uh, you know if they haven't thought about you know going into the legal arena, you know where that can take you. And uh, it took Judge Jackson. I, I uh, when when she was a young lawyer, I'm sure her aspirations to one day was to reach the highest court in the land. And she's done that through hard work, perseverance. And so she has arrived and uh, she will be the next uh, Supreme Court justice. So it's huge, man. It's 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 huge. Uh, big, big time. Uh, we have we have a a black uh, female VP and we have a new. Uh, black uh, woman Supreme Court justice going in, so it's it's been a great year, man. Overall, for first uh, in this country as it pertains to uh, to black women, so I'm excited, um, happy for Judge Jackson. Uh, was not pleased with a lot of the things that went down during her confirmation hearing, and you know, it, like you, we always say here on the broadcast, man. Uh, some of these people, they got to find something or someone to hate on, and uh, some of the questions she was asked during the uh, confirmation hearings, they were just stupid. They, they they made themselves look bad. She handled everything with grace, and that's that's what we have to do, man. As black people, you have to you have to handle things a certain way. So she didn't play into their foolishness, but they were the ones who looked bad based upon some of the dumbass questions they asked her. Asked her, and uh, so I thought she handled herself well, and uh, she is going to make history, and uh, she's going to assume that uh, seat uh, when Justice Breyer retires here. I think uh, in the at the end of May, I believe. 
So she will assume to the highest court in the land. So it's a great win, man. Great victory for the country and uh, for the black community and black women. So your thoughts? Yeah, democracy, you know, uh, democracy is in play. And with her nomination in which uh, President Biden, you know, was asked a question during the campaign, if the Supreme Court uh, position needs to be filled, who he would fill it with. And he said he would fill it with a black lawyer, a yep. black female. And he immediately caught a whole bunch of smack for that because, you know, he's planned to, you know, affirmative action, blah, blah, blah. And it's a disgrace that he already uh, he's picking someone because of her race and not because of her qualifications. And, you know, the same things that, as, as mentioned, I'll just say it, Republicans, you know, they're going to do everything they can to try to trip somebody up. And they're just being plain mean, you yep. know, and, and instead of going over her qualifications and talking about, you know, her her length of time in 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 service, how that she is only one of two people on the Supreme Court that were public defenders. Uh, they made a big deal about that. You know, her being a public defender and her, you know, supposedly defending Al Qaeda people in Guantanamo, in which she didn't actually do that. She was, she was, not she didn't choose to do it. She was assigned right. to um, be one of these uh, people's public defenders because, according to, uh, you know, our laws and our. Uh, Judith's prudence is that everybody uh, deserves a lawyer if they can afford one. And that, that right. goes all the way back to the Miranda, uh, Miranda and, and so on. And so she was doing her job and they made it a big point out right. of her, um, you know, uh, sentencing and so on. And it was it was it was just disingenuous from people like, you know, Lindsey Graham and Tom Cotton and and uh, uh, the fist bumper, uh, the fist, uh, wow. Josh Hawley, yeah. Josh Hawley. And, uh, you know, if you dig into the background, you know, those people, they're just looking for sound bites. That's you it. Know, they, That's they, it. Did, they didn't have anything to say about her qualifications. Nope. You know, not what she did. Thing. That she nope. is one of two people that was on the sentencing committee of the United States federal government. There's only been right. two that's been on the Supreme Court, and she right. was one of two. And the other one was Justice Breyer, who's retiring. Right. Who okay? she clerked for. Who she clerks for. <laughs> who she was given a position to uh, for. She's on the, uh, on the appellate court. She's made plenty of rulings. They didn't go over the rulings. They, they said that she was into, you know— uh, making people be comfortable with child pornography and so on because of the sentencing. And as you mentioned, she held up really well. She didn't get flustered. She nope. didn't get bent out of shape about anything. She didn't scream and cry like a baby like uh, Justice Kavanaugh. As a matter of fact, uh, I, I think this is just me talking out the side of my neck. Uh, some of them were upset that the Pizza bomber, remember the pe the guy yep, that, yep, that, yep. that blew the 
pizza place up was supposed to be some front for Hillary Clinton and something going on. She sentenced him to jail. Uh, I think it was like maybe four to six years or something like that. And the the QAnon people and all those people that I mentioned, the Lindsey Grahams, the Josh Hawleys, the Tom Cottons, you know, they're just playing a role to get votes. You know, they're going to try to do everything they can to control the Senate next year. And if they can try to throw shade on Katanji Brown Jackson, they're going to do it, you know, and it was it was shameful. And I think um, what Cory Booker said kind of shut them up. You know, the fact that we're going to celebrate that um, she's going to be on the court. There's no doubt about it. And it was bipartisan with, you know, three Republicans choosing to vote for him, for her. And then you have somebody like Lindsay, you know, backwards ass, hypocritical uh, Graham, who voted for less than a year ago to be on the appeals court. And, and, And then he brings up all this crap about her being on the Supreme Court. Come on, man. You know, that was not called for. Uh, I think she has um, got a a long record that people could look into. It's not as if, you know, people were couldn't find out her rulings because she had been around for a while. She had plenty of experience. Right. Okay. Uh, Some people complain that, oh, this is a reason why we have to get rid of affirmative action. The only reason that she's there is because of affirmative action. Well, they didn't say that about Amy Comey Barrett. She used affirmative action. She's a female that helped her in there. So, you know, it's it's falling on deaf ears, except for those people who hate on what this what this lady has brought to the court. You know, I mean, those those are my thoughts. I think she's going to be a good uh, associate justice. And she'll probably write some dissenting views on cases that are coming up because now that there's a there's a, a super majority on the court, there's a six three leaning towards the conservative, then they're going to try to push through everything they want to push through. Yep. Yep. Yeah, it was. Uh, he said, "Man, it, they, you know the, these people—they they don't realize how bad they look. You know, they think they're being tough and everything, but you look stupid. You know, uh, you mentioned the three. The other one that was involved in the tomfoolery was uh, Marsha Blackburn. From oh my God, she's yeah, another that, one. Yes. You know, to define what is a woman, I'm like, really? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, just dumbass questions, man. And they're the ones who look bad when they think they're being tough, playing to whomever. And you just look stupid. You look bad. And but they don't seem to care. And then they, they it goes right over their heads. But she held her her herself well. She handled herself well. She was poised. And, uh, you know, you felt bad for her because as, as black folks, man, we sympathize as as a community. We, we sympathize with her, man, because we knew good and well this woman is more than qualified to hold this role. And you're you're treating her like, you know, somebody that just, you know, was was the same fell off the turnip truck. Uh, this lady's been around and she is a, um, you know, well qualified lawyer. 
and you just you made yourself look bad. But they'll never see that. They'll never believe that. And so it doesn't matter um, what you have to call her now is justice. You have to call her Justice Jackson. So, yeah. Yep. And, and I'm going to go back. I'm going to go back to one thing they talk about, you know, her supposedly defending somebody at Guantanamo Bay, you know, uh, I kind of person. If we go back to the beginning of our country, if we go back to the, let's say, the Boston Massacre, okay, and when, you know, those British officers fired into the crowd and killed, you know, Christmas addicts and those people. If I'm not mistaken, but I think a guy by the name of John Adams was a public defender of those British soldiers that fired into the crowd. Am I wrong on that? I think you I think you are right. I think yeah. you are, I do believe you are right. Yes. So when they <laughs> complain that Justice Brown Jackson is defending, you know, uh, radicals or the enemy, well, let's go back to one of the founding fathers of our country. Right, okay? Right. John Adams, he defended the Redcoats. Yeah. Huh. Imagine that. Yeah. They didn't bring that up. No. Nope. And, and I, I tell you this: if 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 I was uh, Justice Jackson, if I would have given just a little bit of room to say something, I would have said just that. You know, you know, you, you didn't complain about John Adams defending those guys, but she couldn't. Right. Because if she did, they would say, oh, there she is, the angry black woman. Right. So, right. Right. you know, uh, black right. folks are all angry, you know, and right. so on, and they're going to blow up and stuff like that. So, as, as you mentioned, she couldn't do that no. because yep. she had to be twice as good, twice be, as yep. prepared, had to be yep. as poised as possible. Unlike Brett Kavanaugh, who's screaming and sweating, <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I'm all spitting the all over yeah. the place, you know, yeah. I like beer and I'm going to keep <laughs> drinking beer and you can't do this. And he's banging on the table and stuff yeah. like that. If she would have done that, it would have oh, been over. Gosh. And they know that. See, that's yeah. the thing. They know that. They knew that they they knew like, oh, let, let's let's see if we can push her buttons. Yep. But she didn't fall, fall for it. Yep. She didn't fall for the rope of dope. And uh, they they look stupid, man. They look stupid. But you're absolutely right. If she had pulled a Kavanaugh, oh my God, it would have been scandalous, man. And she she may not have gotten nominated. She may not have gotten confirmed. Yeah. She may not have gotten confirmed because they would have had plenty of ammunition to uh, to throw up against her. But she does. She did what we all know we have to do in certain situations. That is to maintain your composure. Regardless of the odds, because you don't want to be labeled as the angry black man or the angry black woman. And and you do your thing and you know what you got to do to get through it. And then after it's over, you can tell these people, you know what? Go suck eggs, man. <laughs> because now I am Judge Jackson. I'm Justice Jackson. <laughs> so, you know, to the Lindsey Grahams and the Hawleys and the Cottons and Marsha Blackburns. Yeah, right. You, you, I, I'm and where Ted, I Let's don't leave out Raphael. Cruz. Oh, yeah, let's yeah, don't leave out Mr. Cancun Cruz. Let's don't leave him <laughs> yeah, out. Yeah, let's don't leave his ass out. Don't leave, I mean, or, they're all stupid, man. And, they, and, they, and, and go ahead. 
They, but they look. They, that's just it, man. We we're sitting here watching. I didn't watch all the confirmation here, but I watched on certain days, and it's like these these people truly don't realize how stupid you sound. Some of the things that come out of your mouth, you you don't realize how stupid you look and how stupid you sound, because you 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 you're playing for the cameras, and your your statements, your question, you're you're, in, you're you show how idiotic you are. And how and you you said the word how mean you are. So I'll throw it back to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's a shame, but she's gonna yeah. she's when when this um, this year's um, Supreme Court goes into their summer recess, then we'll see her being sworn in Absolutely. as an associate justice um, by. Um, I don't know who by, but she'll be sworn in. I think she is it sworn may be in. Uh, who vice president? In? Yes, I think the president swears. Where's the vice name? president? The vice president. Yes. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, so, B.P. Yeah. Harris, be on there again, swearing in the first black woman V.P. Will swear in the first black Supreme Court justice woman, female. Female. So, Hey, yep. what, can, what more can you Hey, ask? history's been made. I mean, just I mean, think about our lifetime, you know, since the 50s, yeah. uh, what we've witnessed, yeah. you know. And, 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 and I think sometimes, you know, you say somebody is 80 years old, 100 years old. You think, gosh, she was around or he was around when the Wright brothers flew. You know, back in 1903. I yeah. mean, wow, how how great that is. They were around when the uh, Alan Shepard went up in the uh, first American to go up into suborbit. You know, and we've been around for a lot of history in our short 64 or 65 years. Absolutely. And seeing Thurgood Marshall get on the court and and. In '67, and and seeing, you know, even in 1991, '92, when uh, Clarence, my wife is a QAnon, uh, get on the court. We've seen that. We've witnessed that. We've witnessed, you know, you know, 9/11. We've there's so much that we've witnessed yeah. in our yeah. in our 60 some year history. That is uh, historic for yeah. our nation, and her being confirmed is is another one. You right. know, absolutely. Uh, I think as we talk about, I mean, we've been doing this for a minute, and this podcast I hope will stay around for a long time. There are going people may find this in uh, archives 150, 200 years from now. And go, man. This 200 years ago, they had the first justice on the Supreme Court. Hell, now they're all black. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 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 They went from one in 1967. Hell, now they're all black. That's not ever going to happen, but you never know. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But you you, you said something quite profound, man. You know, we're going to get into a sports story here in a minute, but I remember. I remember when and, um, the Boston Celtics were all white. 
Oh yeah. Oh yeah. When you watch the when you watch the some of the early games of the week when the Boston Celtics were all white. Yes. And then little by little things started to change. And the Boston Rex the Boston Red Sox only had Jim Rice. Right. They only had Jim Rice. And um I'm like, and now it's like, man, you know, sports has changed so much from where, you know, when we started watching it that you would see one or two black players here or there. And now a lot of these sports teams are majority black, especially in the NBA Yeah, uh, football. Same thing. A lot, yeah. a lot of your, your football teams, in the NFL, they're predominantly black. Go back uh, to, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a piggyback off of what you said about the Boston Celtics. Yeah. And even when they did have, you know, Bill Russell kind of brought in and, and, and broke the color barrier, I guess you could say. But even when they had Bird and those guys, if you go back and look at those teams in the even in the 80s, yeah. you never saw five black players on the Boston Celtics at the, on the floor at the, at same, the same time. time. Right. That didn't right. happen until the late. <laughs> 1990s maybe probably the early 2000s yeah i would say late 90s to 2000s yeah it was was after bird and all those guys retired and the boston fell off the face of the planet you know after that and then they said well we got to get some players that's going to start winning and then so we're talking late 90s not late 90s early 2000s before the boston celtics put on a team that was all black. Yeah. 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 We, we've, we've witnessed a lot of change, man. A lot, a lot of stuff. Like you say, we, we're, we're not that old, <laughs> but yeah, we're, uh, not. we're not that old. But then again, we've been around for a minute. So well, I, I, I'm going to go, I'm going to throw it by. I remember when E-Town High had five black players on the floor at the same time. Time and that was a first. Oh man, yeah. I mean, wow. I mean, that was a first. Yeah. I mean, I can remember the players: wow. me, Mark, James Hare, Randy Hampton, and Bushead. Yeah. All on the floor at the same time. Right before at the same time. No one, no one recognized that except us. Yeah. And we didn't want to say anything about it because right. we wanted to stay on the floor. <laughs> right, right. And you think about all the, you know, all the schools in that time frame, East Harden, West Harden. I think East Harden might have had two black players, mm-hmm. you know, at the time. And I think that was uh, what Mike Phillips and Anthony yep. Fisher. Yeah. And North Harden. I think they might have, you know, they had probably a they few had, more black they players. Had a few more, yes. Because of you know proximity to Fort Knox and whatnot. But uh, yeah. Uh, it 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 wasn't it wasn't the norm. <laughs> it wasn't the norm. We kind of got off track there, so we'll we'll reel that, we'll, we'll hey, that back in. <laughs> it's our show, so what yeah. the hell? <laughs> <laughs> oh, life is a ball of fire. Absolutely, it is. Okay, okay. Well, anyway, let's 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 do a segue for our for our uh, audience, and let's segue to the. Um, the next topic that we want to talk about, um, let me think. That was, uh, we were going to, what the hell were we going to cover? Uh, we were going to talk help, about help uh, out. Mr. Um, Mr. Woods. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mr. Woods. Talk about Tiger Woods. We're going to talk about Will Smith. 
since we were on sports, let, let's talk about Tiger. Let's let's, okay. let's talk about Tiger. Um, this this week, um, you know, Tiger's been through a lot, man. I mean, he he almost lost his life here. What a couple of years ago? A year ago. Was it a year ago? A little almost over a year. Lost his life, yes. and here he is uh, playing in the Masters this week. You know. And, uh, you know, uh, you, you got to applaud the guy, man. He he just refuses to lay down despite the odds against him. And there was a discussion the other day on uh, first take. And the discussion was which athlete has had the biggest impact on sports. And a couple of names were thrown out in that discussion. Uh, one of those names, two of those names were the Williams sisters. Uh, I can't remember who the other one was, but then Tiger Woods' name was mentioned. And the overall um, answer to the question from all the hosts that were that were participating in the discussion was that Tiger has had the most impact on the sport that they participated in. And I was like, hmm. I listened to the discussion, as Joe Madison says, with the third ear. I was listening with the third <laughs> ear. But I have I have to think, man, that uh, Tiger, I would have to agree with that. The fact that a lot of black folks started watching golf. They started playing golf because this guy was in the in, in, the, in a tournament in the mix in some tournament on Sunday afternoons and people were tuning in to watch man, because tiger was playing. I think the Williams sisters. Yeah. A lot of black kids, a lot of folks started playing tennis because of Venus and Serena, but tiger, man, the, the sport was predominantly like tennis was probably a white sport, but I think tiger just drew people in, man. And even now the fact that he's back, and he played in this Masters tournament this week. There were people that were just like, oh, my God, you know, that I want to see him. I want to see him. You know, him just getting there is a victory, man. I think no one expected him to be competitive in the tournament, although he expected himself to be competitive because that's his nature. Right. But um, he still draws people to the sport of golf when he is around. And, and I think that says a lot, man. I was, I, I'm glad to see him back. Uh, I think that would have been a disaster for sports had things gone the other direction. And he either had, you know, had maybe had his leg amputated. Maybe he didn't lose his life, but maybe he had a leg amputated or something where he could not play anymore. I mm-hmm. think that would have been bad. But he, he's back, man. And he, he's, he's, he's just one of those athletes that, um, you know, that fire continues to burn time after time, no matter what the setback, he is coming back and he's doing it on his own terms. And um, it was great to see him out there this week. He, you know, he didn't do as well as he wanted to, but the victory was just him stepping onto that golf course and, and finishing those. Um, what is it? Uh, how many holes did they play? Uh, 72, 72 holes, mm-hmm. you know, that they played and he finished. Um, so that that was huge. So your thoughts. Yeah, uh, the world was wanting or waiting for him to come back. 
you know, the hint was that he may try to come back. You know, they weren't sure. But the proof isn't in the pudding until he signs the card and steps up. You know, he could have been there just practicing, you know, and so on. But he said, I'm going to give it a shot. I know he probably said, I know I'm not going to win because I knew that he knew that he he wasn't going to win. It's just the fact that he could get back out there and do the sport that he grew up doing and loved and could be uh, competitive. Just to be competitive was was good enough. And as you mentioned, since he dominated the world of golf since the late 90s until, you know, he had his issues back uh, with his ex-wife and so on and uh, substance <clears throat> abuse and issues like that. And then just a little over a year ago, crashing his car and almost having his leg amputated and then having to come back from that. You just just think of the uh, pain. Think of the, um, the uh, physical therapy he had to go through to do that. I mean, he had his knee, you know, uh, cut on. He's had his back was golf has taken his back out. He could partly walk and all those issues because of, you know, hitting that hitting that little white ball and uh, him being able to come back and participate. And the crowds wanted him back. You know, I think some wanted him back because they were fans and some wanted him back because they were curious on how well he would play and someone in him back to see if he could flop or not, you right. know, because there's always those people in there. But I think overall people were just curious to see how, how his game had, had changed. Right. And right. you can tell it, it changed some, you know, he wasn't driving the ball as far uh, and so on, but you know, he finished, uh, yeah. you know, not at the bottom, but he finished in the middle of the pack. Yeah. So yeah. that was good for him. And, you know, uh, he'll be competitive down the road. Will he win another tournament? Don't know. But uh, he sure has put in the work to come back. That's for sure. Yeah. he uh, He's Tiger, man. And I throw, I, I'll throw throw this one back to, at you as well. Do, so who do you think has had the most influence the Williams sisters or Tiger? Between those two? Yeah, between those two. Uh, Tiger Woods. Okay. Yeah. Tiger Woods has. Yeah. The Williams sisters have, as far as competitiveness and so on, uh, yeah. But Tiger, yeah, I mean, you, you go back to Arthur Ashe, you know, you can go back to, to, to him. Uh, at that point in time, he had been the biggest influence. All right, all right. Okay. Um, you can go back to, I mean, the Williams sisters has had a major impact, but I think overall, I think Tiger has because him dominating a game that most most people can't really afford to do 
Right, right. You know, you can find tennis rackets in the trash someplace. <laughs> yep. You can find tennis balls on baseball fields and you can pick up tennis. And I mean, eventually, you know, the, the Williams sisters and father, you know, had to push his way into making his daughters, you know, be seen and using their athleticism to overpower people. Golf is a lot different. You know, mm-hmm. you have to have it's a very expensive, very expensive sport, you know, um, in order to to get good at it. It's, it's it's golfing to me equates to racing, race yeah. car drivers, yeah. because you have to have sponsors and you have to have a lot of cash, a lot of money to do that sport. And, you know, for all these people that ride Indy cars and so on, they all started with go-karts. Right. In order to have that go-kart. I mean, you look at um, uh, Lewis Hamilton. He started with a go-kart. And his father couldn't afford to buy golf carts. So they kind of nickel and dimed it and got spare parts to get his son into it. But you have to travel every weekend. Right. You have to pay fees every weekend and you have to repair the car. You have to pay. You have to pay for fuel to go in that car. Golf, you have to travel. You have to pay fees. You have to yeah. buy clubs and, you know, clubs aren't inexpensive. Nope. You know, I mean, I have a, a pair of clubs that I bought when I first got out of the Coast Guard. You know, they were uh, uh, Nelson's. Okay. You know, and I paid like thirty nine dollars for them <laughs> over at Walmart. You know, but you know, those clubs that these people have now, they'll pay two or three thousand dollars just for a club. Right, right. And then they have to be fitted to the individual. You know, my my Nelson Classic uh, uh, clubs that I bought over at Walmart, they just here they are. And if you're seven foot tall, you get a you get a two foot putter. <laughs> you <Yeah>. know, <laughs> yeah. so it's it's different. I, yeah. I think Tiger has influence a little bit more influence than the the Williamses overall. Yeah. Yeah. But my number one is Ali. Yeah, you know the yeah. biggest influence of all time is Muhammad Ali. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It uh, it was just good, man, to to see him, you know, making that comeback. Um, yeah, you could tell um, it was it was wearing on him a little bit, you know, when he, the, the limp was getting a little more noticeable. Right. Uh, but hey, he he persevered, man, and he's back. And I think he plans on playing in the uh, I think the U.S. Open. I think he's planning on playing in that. Yeah. And I think the tournament after that, I can't remember which one it is after that. The players, the players championship. Players I can't championship. Pleasure. Yeah. Man, it's, yeah. It's tough, man, because yeah. you don't get in a golf cart. No. In no, Masters, a lot of places. You have, you have to you walk 72 holes. Right. He walked 72 holes. And uh, I'm, I know he I know tomorrow he's probably going to feel it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know he's going to be feeling it. But yeah. Hey, he, he persevered, and uh, he has a lot to be thankful for. And I think, uh, I think the golf community, the golf world, was happy to see him back there, and it was good for the tour uh, to have him back out there. So, uh, 
win-win for everybody, man. Yeah, yeah. Everybody. A, a, a side note, side story. I was on a cruise at the time that when the master started on okay. Thursday, and I was going on certain part of the ship, and they have a a sports bar on the on the ship. Okay. And and Tiger uh, was on there, and people would stop and go, "Tiger's playing! Tiger's playing! Yeah. Oh, Tiger made a twenty-five foot putt." And I was sitting there eating, I was eating the oatmeal cookie, <laughs> feeding my face outside of the sports bar. And, and people were stopping to watch Tiger yeah, play. Yeah. And this was on board a cruise ship yeah. out in the Caribbean. Yeah. So his influence yeah. is, is big. Big time, big time. So much, much, much praise and power to Tiger, man. And glad to see him back and hope he continues to improve. And uh, we'll keep our eye out uh, when the U.S. Open rolls around. We'll probably see him again. <laughs> see him yes, out sir. there again. You yep. Know, so. yep. All right. Nice. So the slap hurt around the world. <laughs> <laughs> this wasn't this wasn't in uh, on the bridge at Lexington and Concord, was it? No, this was this <laughs> had nothing to do with the uh, with the Revolutionary War. <laughs> This was during the Oscars, man, and it was said we we've been off the air for a minute, so this occurred uh, when we were on our downtime. But it, people are still talking about it because uh, because of who was involved, right? And the ramifications that have the fallout that has taken place after it took place. Uh, so it's still generating a lot of discussion, and um, I got mixed views on it. Um, part of me says, man, you, and, and my, my thing is, Will is probably kicking himself right now. It's like, why the hell did I go on to that stage, man? Yeah. Why couldn't Josh said, why couldn't he just, yo, Chris, man, let, let's, man, let, let's talk it out, man. You know, come on, man. You don't, don't, don't go so hard on my wife like that. There's ways you could work that out versus walking onto the stage and slapping him. Part of me also says that, you seem to be good with the joke because you were laughing at the joke. But then you look over and you see that your wife's not pleased and you feel you have to do something. And that something that you did, now it's put a stain on your career. And uh, I'm just like, man, what were you thinking? I just I don't know. So. And then people are saying, well, you know, it's racist how they're treating him because they didn't treat other people who did things that were bad. They didn't do that to them. You know, I, I knew that was coming. Uh, so it, it's out there. That's out there in the atmosphere. So it was just bad. Bad look for Will because of the stature that he has as an actor uh, within the Hollywood community. I think now some of that brightness has dimmed a little bit. And, um, you know, he's he's been banned from attending the Oscars for 10 years. Uh, he resigned from the Academy. And I'm sure other things are coming. People are going to refuse to work with his projects or whatnot. So probably something that he's going to regret for a long t time. Um, your thoughts? I'm, I'm kind of like you. I got mixed emotions. <laughs> However, um, you know, as, as you mentioned, the fact that I, I don't think that he could have worked it out with Chris Rock ahead of time because 
you know, if you're the host of the Oscars, then you're doing monologue pretty much. You're right. ad libbing literally everything. Right. You know, with the exception of who's going to make the next, who's going to present the next uh, award and whatnot. And so, you know, Chris Rock went there. And the, the negative thing for Chris Rock is the fact that five, six, well, less than 10 years ago, Chris Rock did a documentary called Bad Hair. Yeah, my good hair or something. Good hair, good bad hair. hair. Yeah. It had to do with how 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 we as black people we have got to de- people have to deal with our hair. Right. Okay. And so as a as a uh, community growing up, you're you're you either in the good hair batch or bunch, or you're in the bad hair bunch. And some people are in between. However, there's always a stigma about status and your hair. Yep. Okay. Especially black women. You know, a, a few things that you don't deal with with black people, and that is touching their hair. Okay. Talking about their hair, you know, it, it, it goes back to, you know, Spike Lee. Remember uh, school days? Yep. yep. And yep. they gave you a, a prime example of, you know, the wannabes and the jigaboos. Yep. Right. You know, the good hair people and the bad hair people. And so that's always been in the good community. And Chris Rock shouldn't have gone there. Because especially knowing that, you know, Jada Pickett is going through alopecia mm-hmm. and all that and their hair is coming out. So we're already conscious of our hair. Right. Anyway, we've always been conscious of our hair. And then he brings that out and she wasn't too pleased about it. And as you mentioned, you know, it was funny to Will. Right. But he saw he saw that and my wife, Will, she didn't like that at all. So. Uh, I have to do something. And, yeah. and and the other thing is that Will has never really been a tough guy. No, no. You know, so even I mean, I listen to Will Smith music all the time and he's made great music. This is yeah, absolutely before he became a Hollywood box office star. OK, uh, some of the issues in his music are dealing with how tough he is. Yeah. Okay. So <clears throat> I think he had like a flashback to the fact that people thought that since his rap was clean, that uh, people thought that he was lesser than because he did clean rap. 99.9% of his rap was clean. Well, you know, in the nineties, all that changed. You know, gangster rap was going on and people called women out their names and all that stuff. So that's what was taken on. Right. So when that happened at the Oscar, you know, he's always been conscious of the fact that he's been this guy that's been soft. So when he looked over and saw that Jada wasn't too happy about it, 
he goes, okay, I'll show y'all. I'm not going to be so I have to do something instead of being soft and talking about it. He yeah. goes up there and he slaps. He didn't punch him. Yeah. You know, that's wow. the other thing that goes along with the black community. If you want to insult somebody in the black community, you slap them. You don't punch them. Right. You know, what we say, we bitch slap somebody. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Yep, that, that's that's worse than punching somebody. Yeah. And Going up there and right. punching him in the face is not as bad as slapping somebody in the face because in the black yep. community you slap somebody that is that is degrading them yep. yep and so that was the other thing that he had to prove he didn't want to he didn't punch him he thought that he would he would uh degrade or uh, belittle chris by slapping as opposed to punching him in the face yeah yeah so it was a bad deal uh, I don't think that he's not going to not make movies because he is a box office star. He may not make some in the in the near future, but he'll eventually get back to it. I mean, you go back and look, he's made probably more money than just about anybody in Hollywood. Right, right. You know, the movies yeah. that he's made, yeah. you know, uh, uh, Independence Day, uh, I um, um, oh, well, he just made box office billions well, for people. Yeah, the, I mean the Men in Black franchise. Men in Black. Uh, the Bad Boys franchise. Bad Boys, yep, yep. Uh, yep. Independence Day. Um, I Robot. I Robot. Uh, uh, the Pursuit just, of Happiness. I mean, yes. you know, he's got a lot of great movies. Um, you know, because he, like you say, he he has that appeal that one he's not threatening, he's not threatening to the majority. <laughs> you know, yeah. he's not threatening to the majority, and um, that's that's served him well, man. Because yeah, yeah we like you say, man, I, I listen to his music all the time. I have a Will Smith playlist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I listen to pretty much everything he's done. I've got and listened to it. But that was his thing, man. He he was. Fun rap. It was fun rap, but good music. And same yeah. thing. His movies appeal to a certain demographic of our society. Yeah. Um, not all his movies have done well, but the the bulk of them have. Yeah. And the bulk uh, of them. Yeah. The, the the other thing is that it threw shade on the other. I mean, it threw shade on him receiving the best actor award. Yeah, it did. And it also threw shade on. Um, uh, God, I can't think of his name. He made the documentary about um, oh, uh, Questlove. Questlove. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. he wins. He wins the best uh, Oscar for the best documentary. Yeah, and you people know? don't even need any love. <laughs> and and, and <laughs> he doesn't. He doesn't get to validate this music, this festival that took place. Yeah. Throughout the same summer that Woodstock, Woodstock was a yep. three-day event. Yep. The summer, uh, what was it called? The summer, summer of soul. Summer of soul lasted all summer. Yeah. And it was all documented. It was all filmed. It was all live music. And all this music had been sitting away for 50 years. Yeah. And he found this music, he found this this film, 
and put it together and created this great documentary, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the the Summer of Soul, and just phenomenal. And it, it, it's a if no one anybody out there listening to us. If you go on and find that, I forget what it was on, which streaming it's service it was on. Hulu. It's on Hulu. It's on Hulu. I didn't see on it on. Maybe I did see it on I think Hulu. It's, it's either Hulu or Netflix. Or Netflix. Yeah. But yeah. it just shows you all these great artists in the summer of 1969 from rhythm and blues to gospel to soul to uh rock and roll to you know all of it was all part of it and these folks showed up to listen to some of the greatest artists of the time that weren't on the stage at Woodstock. Now Slide of Family Stone, they were at both places. Yep. Okay. But the majority of them, they didn't get they didn't get the opportunity to go to Woodstock. Nope. Okay. You know, uh, so Questlove didn't even get get to really celebrate his his winning of an Oscar. <laughs> you know, I think they celebrated him the next night or something yeah, when Jimmy yeah. Fallon yeah. he walks in with his Oscar. So yeah. Yeah. It, it was just turmoil. It was just turmoil. It yeah. was, it was and, and it it made it it made it once again. You know, white folks think black folks are uncivilized. And you just you just throw another match on the flame when yeah. things like that happen, yeah. you know. So, but yeah, he'll he'll have to deal with it as we go. Oh yeah, he he's gotta, as they say, you gotta drink your medicine, gotta gotta take your medicine, man, because uh, you know you you did it, so now you gotta gotta take that bitter medicine, man. <laughs> That's right. Yep. Yes, the sir. whole world knows about it. Oh yeah, it's 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 uh, what do they say? It's captured for all eternity on <laughs> film. <laughs> yep. Yes, sir. The the world's most famous slap. It is. The he's even he's film. even worse than uh, Dave Chappelle. <laughs> yeah. What did the hand say to? What did the five fingers say to the face? <laughs> slap. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, it, it it was it was bad, but yeah. uh, hey, he felt he you know what he had to defend his wife in the time, at the time, um, you know, could she have prevented it? Maybe she could have grabbed his arm and said, "Don't go up there," you know, yeah. but it, that didn't happen, and so you know he's got to deal with it, and uh, for you know he owned up to it, he apologized, you know, right. that night. Uh, Chris didn't choose to press charges against him. Um, and I think Chris did that, I think, because, you know, I think overall, I think he had a he had a genuine, genuine respect for Will and didn't want to see that happen. Right. You know, having and LAP. He probably, and, and he probably said, man, I should have made that. I shouldn't have, t- I should have said that. Right. And, you know, <laughs> so I'm not going to press you know, charges. But comedians, comedians, and you, you've been to a lot of comedy shows. You've been to a lot. Comedians, if it's out in the public domain, comedians feel they have a right to crack jokes on it, yep. you know, and that's what this was. This has been out in the public domain that she was dealing with this, you know, whatnot, and it's out there. They People people today, I think, put too much of their business out on social media, and it, it's once it's out there, it's in the public domain. So if you don't want your business in the street, keep it, keep it in your house. 
Mm-hmm. And so a lot of this stuff gets out. Comedians, they're always looking for something to to get new material went on. They will use whatever is at their disposal, be it right or wrong. So Chris may have felt like, man, I, you know, I probably shouldn't tell the joke you're right, but he did. Yeah. And um, that started a chain reaction that nobody can come back from now. So yeah. Okay, well, we beat that horse up. We, beat that Ooh, we, we slapped the hell out of that horse. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, we, let's, 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 we're starting to get close to the uh, top of the hour here. We've yep, been at yep, this yep. for a few minutes. Yep. Uh, I think the last thing that um, we want to touch on is the um, crisis going on over in Europe, the war that's going on over in Europe and yep, uh, in, in Ukraine. And uh, we want to you know, talk about it and talk about some of the lunacy that's going around with some of that stuff and how it's affecting us and how it's affecting uh, the, the world in general. So I'll, I'll, I'll start it off with I'll start it off with um, my take on a, a part of this Ukrainian crisis that I feel that is. Um, how can I say? fairly un-American, and that is um, there are, uh, the the Russians are playing this as a way to divide uh, the United States, in particular, divide political power in, in our country. And before the crisis started, President Biden, you know, warned the world that the Russians are going to um, attack Ukraine. And there were people that were saying that, no, that's not going to happen. You know, old Sleepy Joe, he doesn't know what he's talking about. And all of our intelligence is saying that the Vladimir Putin and the Russians are going to attack Ukraine. And so then we have some people in our country that, fall in behind this narrative that anything that the Democrats do is bad. So we go against what they're saying. Uh, So people in the uh, uh, Trump world, all of his lackeys and uh, people on Fox, I mean, fascism news, I mean, Fox News, uh, they're jumping on this bag wagon and in particular, uh, Tucker Carlson has stuck his neck out to say that why should I, why should I hate the Russians and agree with America? I don't get that. Okay, why should I say that Vladimir Putin is bad when the United States is 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 lying about this stuff? Well, guess what? The, the Russians attacked Ukraine and the Russian propaganda wing is using an American as an asset. Tucker Carlson as an asset, uh, the previous occupant of 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue said, oh, it's genius what he's doing. Vladimir Putin's doing. Yeah. Because he's a Vladimir Putin lackey. And I still say that Putin has something on him that he does not, he refuses to say anything negative about it. 
And so uh, since it's a fascist country, it's uh, ran by a dictator, they control the media. Unlike America, that, you know, Tucker Carlson can say anything that he wants, craziness in that he wants and say that, oh, it's free speech. You can't say anything about it. Okay. While in Russia, if when the Russians attack Ukraine and the Russian people who had um, ways of communicating with their cousins in the Ukraine, their family in the Ukraine, and they started to complain and protest against the war, the dictators shut them down. Unlike America, okay, uh, Putin shut shut them down. Yep. He cut off all their access to uh, free speech, and he only plays what's on Soviet TV that's controlled by the government. And therefore, the Russian people aren't seeing what we're seeing. They aren't seeing the number of deaths by um, missile attack on civilians by the Russians. They aren't seeing that it's total annihilation of these cities and and so on. And then Tucker Carlson gets on and, and, and the fascist news people get on and they start saying all this crazy stuff that this stuff isn't really happening and we should show sympathy towards the Russians. No, we shouldn't. We shouldn't mm. show sympathy towards them. We shouldn't. We shouldn't even say anything positive about them. But no. they are, and the Russians are taking their words and showing that to the Russian people. You know, he's saying to, this Carlson guy is saying that the the NATO is attacking us. It's it's just it's just a bad. It's just being on the bad side or the wrong side of history. And it's a shame that he's being an asset. He, basically, he's he's being a Russian spy for them because they're using his words to support their war effort. Yep. Yeah. And I, I don't hear any of these um, so-called patriots. I don't hear I don't hear any of these people calling all these folks who are supporting Russia, I don't hear them calling them traitors or nothing because they are committing a traitorous act, Tra- a traitorous act. You know, you're, you're supporting a country that we've been at odds with for I don't know how long, you know, and these people are killing these innocent people, man. That's the sad thing about it. You, you, I don't I'm like, what military targets are the Russians t- Targeting. I every time you turn on the news, it's a it's an apartment building, it's a hospital, right. it's a train station. I mean, and and people are being slaughtered, man. And and people are applauding that or saying the Russians are right. I, I don't get it. I don't get it. So I'm just wondering how long the world is going to stand by and allow this to continue. Forget about all the rules that they're not in NATO. We can't support them. I mean, people are being slaughtered and the world is just well we'll sanction we'll sanction we'll sanction this man don't care nothing about no sanctions it's quite evident he doesn't care so when is how long is the world going to allow this to go on that that's my question because it's disheartening to see this on the news every day that uh, innocent people are being killed they're being forced to leave their homes with nothing 
and uh, the world just says, oh, we'll, we'll do more sanctions versus you've got tons of weaponry. People, countries are buying all these weapons. Okay, for what? What, what do you need all these weapons for if you don't see that there is a valid reason here to intercede in some form or fashion and stop what's going on? I don't know. Maybe I'm looking at it wrong. Maybe I'm naive. I'm not sure. Yeah. But think, uh, it's quite sad. It's quite sad as to what we see on the news every night, what what really is happening, not the censorship uh, that the people – I think if the people in Russia truly saw what was going on, they would probably – um, you know, rebel against his ass and take him out, but they're never going to see that because he's controlling the media. So. Right, and and we can the threat of nuclear annihilation annihilation is there. Um, I don't think that Putin wants the United States and NATO to get involved in this, and by saying that we could use nuclear weapons, then that's kind of keeping us out of it. But but we're supplying the Ukrainians with weapons that is messing up the Russians. And I think we'll continue to do that. And we're going to give them more weapons because we don't, you know, it just takes a little bit of escalation for something to happen. Right. Now, there's only been nuclear weapons used against people twice, and the United States was responsible for that. However, you know, the Russians have nuclear weapons, we have nuclear weapons, and if, you know, for us, we'll do things rationally, but for Putin, he doesn't think rational. You know, he, he thinks in terms of of I'm going to punish people. Yeah. So the, the the only thing that can possibly happen if he goes as far as use nuclear weapons, then especially if it affects the United States or our servicemen over there or something like that, mm-hmm. he can call it he can call it quits. Oh yeah. The one thing about dictators is that they want to keep their power. If you're dead, you can't keep power. So the the idea of an all-out nuclear war between the United States and the, and Russia, uh, there's not going to be any power. Putin's going to be dead. There ain't going to be no bunker for him. Nope. Okay? So we may all be dead. So um, I think the crisis is going to continue, and, you know, the, the Russians thought that uh, they're just going to lay down. And uh, uh, Zelensky, their president, says that, hey, we're going to do what we can to save our people. And he and, and Putin miscalculated the fact that, you know, these are Russian people because they are, you know, kinfolk. Well, no, they haven't been part of the Soviet Union since 1991. We're talking about two generations away from being a part of the Soviet Union. They have their own economy, bad as it is. They have their own identity, okay, and they're saying that they're going to fight to defend their territory, and I think that we have to continue to supply them with the weapons they need, okay, and they're fighting back. The Ukrainians are fighting back and kicking the Russians' ass all over, and I think we 
We are supplying them with what they need as far as communications, technology, and you know that we have people that are down on the ground in there that's that's training them. No, absolutely. You know that that's going to be part of it. You know, so we'll keep supplying them with with what they need, and the Russians are, you know, they're losing thousands of people. Yep. And Ukraine, unfortunately, using are losing thousands of civilians, not soldiers, but civilians. Yep. And the Russians are using losing thousands of soldiers, and that man in in the Kremlin, you know, as as President Biden said, he says he he need, he has to go, yep. and of course, uh, you know, Tucker the asset, you know, complained that you know he's talking about regime change and all that, you know, and uh, just just man, just shut the hell up, you know. Yep. Fascist, fascist news need to go off the air. That's they it. do, you yeah. know. They, they just serve, they serve no purpose. They just they, they lies and all kinds of crap, man. It, it's it, I, I wouldn't even call them a news service. <laughs> yeah, that's why I call it fascist news. <laughs> yeah. they're not. They're they're an imitation, man. Poor imitation of of what a news service should yeah. be. So yeah, they're an op-ed. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, so, but we hope that, you know, things get better. I, I hope that the Ukrainians are able to prevail and uh, Zelensky is able to survive this. Uh, I mean, you know, you've got famous Ukrainians that are over there fighting. I mean, Vladimir yep. Klitschko, you know, world champions out there fighting. Yep. These people, they're fighting, they're fighting for their lives. They're fighting for their country. They're fighting for their identity. They don't want to be part of uh, the Russian sphere of influence, and I hope they're able to survive. Yep, absolutely. So, absolutely. All right. With that being said, uh, I think this has been, you know, another good uh, evening of discussion. Uh, we're, you know, over the over the hour now, and uh, I think we'll we'll continue to support our our podcast and keep pushing forward and hope that you uh the audience out there is able to uh hang in there with us and uh pass the word about our podcast and we hope that we'll uh have some other interesting topics in the future absolutely absolutely glad All to right. do it man yes sir with that uh once again as i have said lately this is a an off-year election year uh folks please get out there and vote uh put the v sign up to to remind people to vote and uh take somebody to the polls help somebody get registered uh we need to get the uh, uh, more control of uh, local elections not only national elections and um, we can't afford to take elections off. We have to do it every time because for all the years that we couldn't vote, for all the centuries that we couldn't vote, now it's time to make that up. So don't don't take it for granted. Take your time, get out there and do what you have to do to support uh, local, national and state elections. Absolutely. Crit this is this is a critical um the midterm elections coming up are critical. Um, so, yeah, by all means, exercise your constitutional right to vote for the people that you want to see representing you. So um, 
can't agree with that message no more than you've put it out there, my friend. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So with that, folks, we hope to see you back uh, here soon. And uh, if anything comes up, please contact us uh, on our Facebook page. Uh, um, do so. Uh, drop us a line. We'd love to hear from you about any topics that you're interested in or just give us some feedback. Right on. Right down. With that, as since baseball season has started, it has. And I watched the Yankees play the Red Sox right before we came on. <laughs> as in the as in the baseball term, like three strikes, we're, we're out. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are of those of the individuals and do not reflect on the official policies or positions of any government or corporation.